Welcome to Divorce is Not a Destination. I'm Dr. Lisa Summerauer, a breakup and divorce strategist. If you've experienced a breakup or divorce, you already know how stressful it can be. But here's the thing. Divorce is not the end of your story. It's a new beginning from where you are right now. So join me for a unique blend of humor and straight talk as we navigate the ups and downs, drama and trauma, and emotional roller coaster ride experienced when a relationship ends. You won't be alone. I'll introduce you to guests who share their experiences and success stories. Come here for actionable tips, tools, and strategies that empower you to move forward. Whether you need healing, guidance, or a fresh perspective, I'll be here reminding you that it's your life, your journey, here on Divorce is Not a Destination. How about the button that says Mike? I know, sometimes it's those easy things. <laughs> so we'll start this over. I'm Dr. Lisa Summer Hour. Thank you. Thank you for those applause. I'm taking everything I could get after. See what happens when you're gone for like a month? But I am I'm Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and I am the creator of a program called Divorce is Not a Destination. This podcast is an extension of that, and it's my opportunity to work with a broader audience um, other than my my normal clients. My primary clients are women, women in high-profile positions who have gone through a breakup or a divorce, and they are still struggling with the vestiges of that. So we work on things like accountability, alignment, so that you have alignment between your values and your faith, better communication, so you're communicating confidently without guilt, and learning how to trust again. And for me, that begins with you. I really believe when we get really good at trusting ourselves, it makes it so much easier to trust other people. And so those are some of the things that we work on in the program on this show. We talk about all sorts of things. We want to be able to keep folks together when we can. And when that's not possible, we want to make sure we give them all the support and encouragement and information that they can so that they can still live really fulfilling, vibrant, wonderful lives. And so we come here together to do that. And today I'm going to be talking about what it's like when you are with a partner who does not support you. Like, what do you do in that situation? And I'm going to call on anybody in the audience if you have ever been in a relationship like that or my little fortune cookie ticker tape thing is actually challenging some folks to explore. Have you ever been that person in a relationship who wasn't really, really supportive? And so we want to look at that from both sides, because if we're honest, there's probably at least one relationship in our lives or a period in a relationship where maybe we were the ones that weren't being really supportive. And maybe you had just had enough and had thrown in the towel and that's what it looked like for you. So we're going to talk about having an unsupportive partner and what are some of the things that you can do to maybe turn that around if it hasn't gotten to the point where that combined with some other things just mean it's time to throw in the hat. So uh, Anthony, I'm glad to see you here because I know you're going to probably have some weigh-in on this because we've had some conversations about our our previous situations or what are they? Well, no, they're not entanglements. They were situations. Um, so let's see. Have any of these scenarios ever happened to you? You get hurt by a really good friend or even a family member. Could be your sister, could be your brother, and your partner does not seem to care. Like you are just distraught. You are beside yourself. You need somebody to talk to and they are everywhere but in your corner trying to give you some solace. Or you've had something major happen in your life, something that is really exciting, something that you want to jump up and down about 
and your partner seems about as distracted and disinterested as they could possibly be. And you're trying to share this with them and you realize they just don't seem to care. So it just makes you want to shrink back and you kind of mess up your own little celebration when that kind of thing happens. Or you're angry about how you got treated uh, at a bank or a store and you're telling your partner and they're in another world. You might be worried about one of your kids. Uh, maybe it's your child together or you've got a step family situation and all they say is, ah, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You worry too much. Just, you know, why are you always, you just let the kids do what the kids are going to do. They're going to be fine. Hey, Monica, we are talking about scenarios that you might have had that kind of indicate that you're with a partner who's not being supportive. So another one of those, if this is familiar, you get a promotion at your job. And you are, again, over the moon, enthusiastic. You come in talking about your raise, your new title, all of these fabulous things, and your partner has zero enthusiasm. They don't even bother to congratulate you. Or you're in pain. And, and this, this, this has been, oh my gosh, you know what? This has actually been me. In having chronic back pain, in pain, curled up in tears. Fortunately, my sister was there. But have you ever had something physically happen and you are with somebody who just isn't even asking you how you're doing? They're not trying to comfort you. They're not trying to see if you need help, meds, a ride to the ER, something. So these are, are some of those scenarios that could happen that are your indication that you are with somebody who's just not supportive. And... When that kind of thing, Monica's in here already. <laughs> when that kind of thing happens, it's it, it could really throw you off. It could throw you out of your relationship. It could put you in a situation where you want to throw this person out of the relationship. And you may have thought, you know what? This is the person that is supposed to be the closest to me. They are supposed to have my back. They don't even seem like they care. And it's disappointing. And if we're honest, it's hurtful. There's some girl. Look at here. Yeah. Look, look, look at here. Look at here, Doctor Summerhower. Hold on. Let me see. Is this me? I'm gonna turn this volume down. Okay. There you go. I got you coming through. What you, what you got? Okay, for you, Monica. Now you know I love you, and girl, I'm just digging that that background. That green is just doing something to me. Okay. So stop. Don't. Look that me. has never. That has never. That scenario you just talked about. That has never been my experience because. I don't deal with no raggedy ass, nobody's son, that if I think I got a hagnail and you ain't concerned, we got an issue. Do you hear me? Now, Lisa, I'm serious. I've never experienced that because, see, I, I don't align myself with people that are not as compassionate as I am because I care about you. Your ass better be caring about me, too. And that's this is a beautiful thing because this, this could be point. I think I have seven points. That could be seven and a half. Because it, if you can catch it on the front end and pay attention to some things, you might avoid it. Come on. It might be, it might be that initially they were pretending. They were showing. See. That you thought they, you, right? You got that chameleon. You thought they were that person, and, it's, and you realize they can't maintain it. They can't be consistent. Or something in the relationship deteriorated. And Lisa. find out. I, let me tell you something. I'm going to share something with you, then I'm going to shut up because I want to hear the rest of these tips. So I have to share with you. I know you're going to want to steal this, and I'm going to give you permission to steal it, okay? But I'm going to tell you what I heard somebody say today, and that thing was so profound, I about threw my iPhone out on the highway. Now, listen to this. This guy said, 
We have to learn to recognize when people are in our lives for a season of struggle or a season of success. I'm Girl, I'm, I'm, woo, I almost, Girl, let me tell you what, I lost control of the steering wheel. I said, no, you didn't. No, Because you know what, Lisa, does that not make sense? Or season because girl, let me tell you what I done met plenty of these mama's sons that want to be with somebody in a season of struggle mm-hmm. but when I'm successful and I'm making booty cooties of money and, and girl, ooh, girl, let me tell you what, is that not powerful Lisa and you and I we were talking we talked last week, and I think we ended up touching on some of this with the people who are good when you are not at your peak, when you are not Come on. The best. The Come on. sister was the one. Maybe was my sister with that guy in the car talking to him? Because my sister said to me, she said, you got to be careful meeting somebody, not necessarily when you're down on your luck. But when they don't really get to see you in full vibrancy, that's that's come on, private, you know, because come on, you, me, a lot of folks on here, when you're kind of just kind of chill and maybe your lights a little dim, you're just kind of working on something and people come in or you're going through a rough period in your life. You had a rough season or whatever it is. Yeah. When people yeah. come in like that and they gravitate towards you and they think they're kind of lifting you up and making you feel so that they can feel like they're they're the wind beneath your wings, so to speak. Come on. And then when you spread your wings and they see that, oh, you actually are capable of soaring quite high. See, some folks can't quite handle that. And that's when you might they cannot with somebody who's got a little competitiveness in them. Oh, you didn't know you were in competition or they have a little jealousy in them. But Lisa, I'm going to shut up. See, you keep touching on things and I can't be quiet. No, it's because it's no, I didn't drop my paper. But Lisa, that has been up until the relationship that I'm in now. Every man I have dated, I'm telling you for the past at least 10 years, there has been this competitive bullshit with them and I hate it <laughs> it's the worst because nobody tells you that at the beginning nobody tells it's the worst we're gonna get involved and I'm gonna get jealous if you do something that looks too vibrant too wonderful too fabulous too mm. girl and you know what Lisa you know how our philosophy is I tell people this and you too because see you need to get you some sunglasses too I keep telling these raggedy asses if you can't handle my shine go to Walmart they shell they sell sunglasses going on now because I'm not going to stop shining. I'm not. I'm just not. Has a, I don't think it's a TED Talk, but she has a presentation that I've seen her do, a talk that I've seen her do, and she says... If somebody can't stand how bright you are and she reaches in and pulls and puts them on and says, that's what they need to do. Get Come on. Because, I, yeah, cause I, look, I, I was my coach. When I went through my coaching program, it was getting coached. And one of the things that came out was, hmm, I had a tendency to lower my dim, dim my light a little bit, trying to make other people feel comfortable. Hey, newsflash. They were already uncomfortable. They will be uncomfortable if you turn the if you are in darkness. They will still be. Lisa, you may as well. Girl, let me tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up because I see Jackie up there. But girl, I'm my my shit my shit shines so bright, Lisa. Every day people stop me like crazy, and it's and it and I just let that puppy shine, girl. I can't do nothing about it. I can't do not a damn thing about it. Ain't gonna do nothing about it. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
y'all and I was with my mother and I still missed her on this. <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even gotten a number one yet. Go ahead mom. Going, no, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, uh, and there's also the folks out there who gravitate towards you when you are shining, when you are at your peak, but as soon as things start to go downhill, Gone. they are out of there. They are in there for the fluff, and when the fluff is not fluffing, they are gone. Where it's everybody that comes with you can't go with you, and that's, you know, that's, hey, that's girl, right. You better, you better preach, Miss Jackie. I'm going to be right. quiet. You better. That's right. That's, let me tell you how I shine. I went down to the store a few minutes ago to get some smokes, and there was a man there getting ready to buy a lottery ticket. He couldn't decide if he wanted one or the other. I said, go for it. Get both of them. He said, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to buy both of them, and you get to pick one. And that's what he did. And when he left, the kid behind the counter said, do you know him? I said, no. I said, it's just my aura. <laughs> Uh, I'm scared to ask her if she took her bathrobe off because that's what she's been in on. <laughs> my mama's bathrobe. That's too funny. I love it. So, look, I just, so here, here are some things. Y'all stay, stay in here. I'm a, I'm a, well, you can mute you, but I'm going to go and y'all, because I know y'all are going to be back with some of these. So one of the things, the first thing I'm going to do, because folks, I'm really about accountability. So when we are here, if you want to blame everybody in the world for whatever's going on with you, if you're listening to this later and it's somebody else's fault, that's fine. But I'm going to ask you to take a few minutes on every episode and anything I'm talking about, figure out how does it fit on you? Because if you can own some of it, it's not about it being your fault. It's about you being able to take responsibility, right? So can you change your perspective to include your partner? So if your partner doesn't seem like they're 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 being supportive, um, you know, I had my, my former therapist, one, one of my former therapists, because that's another little health choice that you can make for yourself, uh, reminded us uh, when I was going with my ex that there are two people in the relationship. There are always two people in the relationship. And it's a reminder that there's a whole other person that you are interacting with that may not think or feel or understand the same way you do. So sometimes it's about communication. So you may be going some through something that is really emotional and taking you out, and your partner may be in a completely different state of mind at the moment, and they just miss it. They just miss it. I can even tell you right now, my mom can relate to that with my dad, because it wasn't that he didn't care, but my dad just sometimes was not paying attention to certain things. He just missed things. Mom, I'm thinking about us being in New Orleans in that club. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were in there for like two hours, and, and it took forever for my dad to realize that women had been buying me and my mother drinks because we were in a gay club. We had been in there for two hours. He didn't know. <laughs> um, some of the other, one, something else that you can do with your partner. Um, they could be a different gender than you. They could have been raised differently than you. I, this is, could have. They were raised differently than you. If they had different parents, unless you're dating a sibling, if they had different parents, they were raised differently than you. They have a different family culture than you. And so the way they think about things, the way they respond to things in life is going to be different than you. So this, again, is connected to how well we're communicating what's important to us with our partner. And we tend to forget that this other person's state of mind 
uh, when we're being flooded with a lot of really strong emotions, that they're not getting flooded with the same emotions at the same time as we are. And that could make a difference in how they respond. So this is communication and I'm going to say grace. Um, we do want to broaden our perspective in a way that you can you can broaden it so that it saves you from being hurt or feeling hurt when this person really isn't doing anything intentionally to hurt you. So the two of you could just have different mindsets. So that's number one. The second one is draw from recovery concepts. So if you know anybody who's ever been to AA or any of the treatment plant programs. One of the things that they do, it's it's much more about teaching people to become emotionally and mentally healthy than it is just about not drinking or not doing the drugs or not gambling or not smoking or not, you know, those sex addictions, whatever the thing is. It's not that they're just focusing on that thing. They're working on building up this person's mental and emotional strength and stamina and resolve so that they have they don't have the desire that they can control themselves when they do have the desire and find a way to divert themselves. So you get buddied up with somebody or you have something that you can read or something else that you can do so that you get into a different mindset and create new habits and patterns of behavior that keep you away from the addiction. So that's why a lot of recovery programs, you know, overeating, gambling, all of them, they use that formula that AA started because that formula, that plan will actually work if you work the plan. So um, one of the, the pieces of advice that I was reading was that others don't always behave in the way that we think they should behave because we all have to figure out what are these patterns of behavior that we need to be adapting for this situation. So for their, those times that others can't do what we want when they aren't doing what we think they should do, we create our own internal suffering because something in our head, instead of saying, oh, wait a minute. They have a different behavior pattern than me. They have a different thought pat, pat, uh, process than I do. Instead of us doing that, we do what? Why can't they understand what I'm trying to get them to do? <laughs> How come they don't think like me? How come they don't act like me? Because you didn't marry yourself. <laughs> You're not dating you. And even you don't get you all the time. So, so to expect somebody else to get you all the time is kind of cray-cray a little bit. So if you can show them some grace, understand that the part that you can own is let me just take a minute. Maybe their intent is not having the impact that they wanted to have and they're not aware of it. Maybe I'm projecting what I think they should be doing without me ever explaining it to them because that's what I would have done or that's what I needed in the moment. And I'm making myself suffer by having this kind of delusional mindset right now. So let me, let me kind of reset. Let me take a step back, take a breath, and reset and approach this from another perspective. So it's the reason that when I'm coaching people, I coach them on ways and techniques that they can use so that they can empower themselves so that somebody else's, mom, you're still on, can you mute? So that somebody else's behavior or what they might consider misbehavior doesn't completely throw them in a tizzy. Because the goal is for you to figure out, what do I need to do to be the best person? Um, and that includes being able to embrace some of the crap that you bring to the table. You want to be able to embrace your flaws, your failures, and your screw-ups because they're going to happen. And when you realize that you're going to screw up every now and then, it allows you to have a little grace with your partner so that you realize, one, you can't control them. 
You can influence, you can advise, you can ask, but you can't control them. And that most of us are really trying to get a handle on being able to manage ourselves. So managing somebody else is out the question. And it's, it's not your job to even do that. But if you can create a relationship where you can have really good communication, you can explain to them when something is happening, what it is that you actually need and what your expectations will be next time so that they have an opportunity to give it. My mom, my mom used to tell us people are not mind readers. And I, and I think sometimes in romantic relationships, it's the, it's the biggest space where we don't realize we are expecting somebody to be Kreskin. Who was that? Kreskin, the magician, the mind reading guy. We expect people to just know what it is that we want and know how it is we want them to respond. And when they don't get it, we're freaking out. But that's self-imposed suffering. So that's two. So number three, think about the ways that your partner actually does support you. Because when you're going down that rabbit hole, this is one way you can you can pull yourself out. It's really sort of a real specific gratitude activity to intentionally think about. And a good thing to do is write them down, especially if you're going off at a deep end because you think, man, this person doesn't care. I need to be finding a divorce attorney. If you, you're calling a girlfriend talking about I'm packing, <laughs> sit down, get a piece of paper and think about the things that your partner does that do show support. That way you can give them credit where credit is due and it doesn't have you doing things like, oh, you never do this or you always ignore me or you, it's never, it's, it's never, never. And it's not always, always. My mom used to say, if you can get 70% of what you really, really want, actually, I think she says 65 to 75% of what you really want from your partner. And then you have about 25% or 30% of stuff that kind of gets on your nerves a little bit. She said, you might be left with that five or 10% where you just want to take a baseball bat. She said, and that's why you don't keep the baseball bat near the bed. (laughs) You're not going to get a freaking hundred percent. So the sooner you can get your mind regulated to what something realistic is, the easier it's going to be for you and your partner. So give credit where credit is due. And then, you know, do what works for you. Does your partner take really good care of the kids? Um, are they a great provider or a good partner in, the, in how you provide for your family and your home? Hey, do they keep your sex life alive and vibrant? Because that, that should be a couple of extra points, I'm just saying. Um, there are a lot of ways that couples take care of each other that sometimes get forgotten when something like this happens. You tend to just completely go blank on all of the good and positive things. So be really intentional to intentional about identifying how your partner supports you and then be verbal, validate them, um, show some empathy when things are not going well, because this isn't their strong suit. And you know what some of those things are. They can get better at them. They may never get it exactly the way you want it. And I'll give you an example. I like a good back rub and a good foot rub. If you want to annoy the daylights out of me, give me a crappy back rub. Like, I would just rather just don't even massage me. Just don't touch me. (laughs) Do this little wimpy finger thing that is more like tickling and annoying. Or you're doing it and you're watching television and it's like, oh, yeah. No, I would just rather you not do it. So... I have to be really clear on what's important to me when it comes to that. And if they're not going to be able to do it in a way that's going to make me glad I got the massage or the back rub, then I don't want you to do it. You can now get me a gift card (laughs) to a good masseuse. 
and see that's the way you can support me and I get what I want and they don't have to feel horrible <laughs> about they don't have to feel horrible about not being able to satisfy that particular aspect of what it is that I want. So I feel that kind of support. Um, this one might be difficult. Allow your partner, it should, I maybe not, allow your partner to disagree with you. Allow your partner to disagree with you. And I won't say that it's difficult. I think, I think there, and, I, and I'll get to this. I think there's a, there's a line that some people cross where it's not just that they have a valid point that's different than mine or yours. It's that they just want to be antagonistic. So I started where I was going to end up. So your partner doesn't agree. Listening, validating, and empathizing um, doesn't mean that there is uh, that they have to agree with you. You can you can validate somebody, you can listen, you can be empathetic, and you can do all that without agreeing. You can have a completely different perspective and still do those three things. The other person can still have their own opinion and they can come into your world and try to understand what your opinion is. And I think that's that's where the key is. It's being able to understand the other person and have them understand you without either one of you having a need that I got to convince you I'm right. So it's almost like if, if this isn't a, it's not a sub-zero game, it doesn't have to be a win-lose, which means there could be two right answers. There could be two things that could be true at the same time in that conversation. And I think what happens very often is people think it's a win-lose. There's a right and a wrong, as opposed to, this is really a great way for me to get to know how my partner thinks. This is a really great opportunity for them to see that I don't have to agree with them and I can still hold them in the highest respect, the highest esteem. Um, again, there are two people in every relationship, so you need to make room for two opinions. Anthony, I see you popped up here. Where'd he go? I, I, yes, I am here. I didn't think I would have anything to say during this show, this, this topic this evening, but I do. <laughs> yes. I do. Actually, I have several things to say, but I don't want to take up your whole That's show. Right, I can give me get... one, and I'm going to keep you here for something later. <laughs> All right. So what you were just talking about is, you know, there could be two right answers. Right. Everybody doesn't have to be right. And, and actually, with, with Jill and I's show, I'm right, I'm right. I'm right that I'm is, right. yeah. But that's really the whole premise of the show. You know, we can have a different opinion. Yeah, but but maybe we're both right. Or maybe I see that maybe you are right. Or maybe I'm right. Or maybe we're both right. Maybe we're both wrong. I don't I don't know. But I think the great thing about your show is it opens people's minds up to I don't have to make you be wrong in order for me to be right. Exactly. But, you know, I always know who I'm dealing with when when I talk to someone about the show. And, and I will say that 99%, this is what I get from males, not females, but males, 99% of the time. Man, if I was on your show, boy, if I did that show, I'd be cussing my wife out. I'm, what? Do they... <laughs> 
What? I would imagine their show might not be on too long for (laughs) your wife. (laughs) Exactly. But no, with any, with their wife. Yeah. They said if I did, you know, if they did it, you know, with their wife, they they couldn't do it. They'd be cussing her out. They wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to her. They wouldn't do anything. And I find that a lot Mm -hmm. with men. That is really. Um, They want to win. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, thank you for that, uh, Anthony, because I think it's interesting that they would even say that to you, because um, going through this, going through this little section on every, one person doesn't have to be right or wrong, you know, both people could have a perspective that makes sense for whatever the conversation is. It's the, um, you don't have to, you don't really, do you want a yes person? I mean, does anybody really want somebody in their life that just absolutely agrees with everything? Because at some point, when do you even stop believing them? It's just like but, they're placating you and you're like, I want somebody that has their own thought process and their own opinion and a different perspective because it challenges you. And it's one of those things that can actually help both of you grow if you can leave space for that, right? Um my mom used to ask us, I'm doing a lot of my mom stuff. I could do I, I could do a book, but I actually am working on one for that. She would say, Do you want to be right? Sometimes you have to decide whether you want to be right or happy. And if we are in a situation with a partner where we're making this about you don't support me because you don't agree with me, that's really more about you thinking your happiness is tied up in you being right. And and then forcing your partner to have to agree with you being right. So this is not the same as a person who just wants to be, like I was saying at the top of this, this section, just antagonistic. You know, you probably have a friend, hopefully it's not a partner, but you might have a friend or a family member that you know who's always, they say, oh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Monica, does the devil need help? Because last I checked, the devil, Satan did not need assistance. Uh, you don't need to volunteer to be one of Satan's minions by just being devil's advocate and, be, and, and being that antagonistic person in every conversation who just wants to challenge for the sake of being annoying. And I think that's where, for me, it tips the scale. That's different than you have a different opinion. Because some of these people will take a conversation to the to the edge of hell and then when everybody's not speaking, oh, I, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to make it more colorful. I just wanted to throw that out there. But I actually agree with y'all were saying an hour ago. Energy drain. Like who, no people, I don't know a whole bunch of folks that really want or need that kind of an energy drain. So that to me is the person that's taking it all the way to the end. Uh, For the most part, I think when you're in a good relationship, being able to have that good communication with someone and be able to explain to them what it is that you want and maybe even how you like it and leaving room for them to have a different perspective and still maintain respect in the relationship. I think that's where we get to some healthy healthy partnering, partner support. So five is build a network of social support. Um, I could say just like get a life, (laughs) but it's really specific. It's build a network of social support because as human beings, we, one person is not going to be everything, all things to you all the time. I just don't even think that that's realistic or possible. I think we are here to have these different relationships with different people. And you may have your partner, your spouse, your significant other who represents something unique. 
And you probably need some girlfriends, a good friend, a coworker, a nice a family member, your mom, some aunts. These are different people in your life that form that support group that you can go to when you need to talk about different things. So you think about who are the people in your life that you go to for different things? Who is the person that you think of if I say, who's somebody you can go to when you just need somebody to sit and listen? Think about who that person is. Who is the person that you can go to when you just want somebody to sit and listen? You don't want them to come up with solutions. You don't want them to fix your problem. You don't want them to start talking over you because you know those people too. But you're thinking of that person, man, if I just really feel like I need to pour this out and I want somebody to listen, there's, there's a person for that. Who is the person that gets excited. They get so excited. They might get more excited than you about successes that happen in your life. Now that could be a completely different person than the person you want to go to, to just sit and talk and let them listen to you. Who is what they call a natural empath? This person that's just intuitive. It's like your wise friend. It's like your Obi-Wan Kenobi person. Um, You can go and tell them two or three things And they can piece all the puzzles of the situation together for you and tell you where you fit in it, that that person. Then you might have um, the person that you just want to cut up with, you know, the person that you can just have a really good time, hang out. You may not even see them that often, but every time you see them, it's like no time has passed. The conversation picks up and you just keep going with whatever you were talking about before or whatever's going on in your life. So these are four different character types, four different personalities, four different people. And if you think about one of them not being there, you'll miss that aspect that they bring. But if you expect your partner to be all four of those, how realistic is that? Is there anybody here that has a partner that's like all of those? Like you don't need buddies. You don't have no girlfriends. <laughs> you don't. Have, you don't have that coworker that you go to lunch with because they just they they they're the best gossip on the planet. They are like, you know, they're like their own newsreel. Now you know what, Lisa. This Monica, I have like all of what you just described, but I think that that's what keeps me balanced because I've got my empath. I've got my keep it real. I've got my spiritual woo woo. You know what I mean? I got all of that. Right. And and they're different people, right? Yes. They're all different people, honey. Yes. I mean, you might have that girlfriend that can fill two of them, but for the most part, I think we tend, Monica, I think we gravitate to the person that fills that, that, that void, you know, that, or that has, that shows you, Hey, you didn't even know you needed this till you met me. And you're like, Oh my gosh, where would I be without this person? Exactly. Right. Yep. So, and when you find them, it's like, no, these are people that are staples in my life. I know yes. right now I can pick the phone up and I can call Wendy in Aurora, Colorado. Yep. And if I am having a rough day and I feel like I'm about to do something stupid, I can call Wendy and she will be like, nah, we're going to get this train back on the track. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Um, yep. If I want to cut up and try to go to jail, I'm calling my sister Tammy. Now, we we won't actually go, but we will have a fabulous talk. Girl, I, I'll probably, I'll call you for the damn bail money, girl. Okay? Because right. these people, these people 
people so crazy now, Lisa. I'm telling you, I, I just, I'm praying about it, girl. So get your bail money ready because I'm telling you, people are insane, Lisa. I and I say, you know what? They itching. They itching for me. But they, like that lady on TikTok said, this lady on TikTok, she said, she told the lady, she said, lady, she said, now I don't know what, what's, what's up with you. She said, but I'm telling you, you got the right one today. And the lady, girl, the lady kept calling her an N word. Yes. Next thing I know, that lady knocked that lady in the yesterday. Do you hear me? She, she, she saw tomorrow on the way back to last week. Girl, yeah. and I'm telling you, I'm like, Jesus, you know, I, I don't want to be on, on, the, on the cover of, you know, True Crime Magazine, but if these people don't leave me the hell alone. No, because you, you would make too big of a splash with your background. I'd be like, please. Girl, and I'm on two TV shows. They'd be like, ain't that the detective on the TV show in the popo? Girl, no. I want to see you. I tell, I tell people it's my Friday night lineup. Dateline 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see you on there because the first five minutes somebody's going to die. 95% of the time they know the person that killed them. And then I got to solve that crime for the next 55 minutes. And Come on. To be that person. So look, thank you, darling. Thank you. If your partner is not strong in one of these areas, it's like Monica was saying, this is why we create this like support team, this support group that's going to be there for you when you need them. The other thing about having multiple people that you can go to for different things is you don't overtax one person. You don't put all of this. And that's a, a lot of times what we can do to our partners. We want them to be everything. They're my all in all. You're my sun and moon. And but even the sun and the moon ain't the sun and the moon. They're two different. It's the sun and the moon. The sun and the moon ain't one thing. Even even you see, did I just take it there? You your sun and the moon don't need to be one person. Find two people to be the sun and the moon. Don't stress that person out trying to make them be the entire solar system. Um, don't be stupid about who you seek out and why. So I want you to hear me now. Don't be stupid about who you seek out and why. So these taking the wrong step and seeking out those people that satisfy those certain things in your life could be your step into an affair or a relationship, or as they have gotten used to saying, an entanglement that you don't need to be in because you're trying to justify it by saying, oh, but this person satisfies this. Don't step outside of your relationship to try to have something like this meant. This is for a true friend that can be a friend to you and your partner. And if that's not what's going on, you got other issues. That's a different show. That's a different show. So don't use this concept of having a group support uh, system as your reason or justification for stepping outside of your relationship. That's just tacky and we don't want to do that. Um, get a friend, your sister, a therapist, a coach, a hobby, a life. <laughs> My mom used to tell us that we're not circus clowns. We were not put here to entertain other people and make them be happy. <laughs> you need to bring your own happy to the party. And if the other person brings their own happy to the party and they bring their support system and you bring yours, now you have a good group of healthy people around you to support both of you. Because the other thing that I really believe is true, and one of the things that I look for in relationships, I want somebody who is passionate about something. I really believe if you have a partner who's passionate about something, they can be passionate about you and the relationship you're in with them. Somebody with no passions makes me a little leery. 
Because that means you are really devoted or committed to doing something or being someplace or being with other people in a way that lets me see you have the capacity to be that in my in the relationship with me. So somebody that's passionate. And the other thing that I look for is somebody that has that kind of support. Who, if you're you're dating somebody, who's their best friend? Who's their go-to person? When they are in a crisis, when they're not feeling themselves, who were they going to before you got there? Because the other side of this, and Monica, you talked about this in one of your episodes on, you know, just kind of codependency and abusive relationships. If the person is trying to make you their all in all, you're everything to me. I love you. You're all I need. I don't need anybody else. That also should be a red flag because you want to find a partner who also has a support system. Who's the person that makes them laugh? Who's the person they go to when they cry? Who's the person that can keep them in check? Because those are the numbers that you should have as their mate. You should be able to call on some of these folks and go, hey, I need you to talk to your boy because um, <laughs> he's lost his mind. And I love that Anthony's here because this is a question I pose for men. Anthony, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you have male friends that are like, you You got some guy that's your, your, your buddy that if Jill needs to call him or a family member, an uncle, uh, somebody in your life that's like your boy, your guy. And do you know men who don't have that? Yeah, me. <laughs> you don't have that? I don't have that. Oh I don't, God. I don't have that. Um, you know, I, I have some male friends, but, uh, when it comes to getting in touch with who you truly are, mm-hmm. they're not there. Oh. They're just, they're just not. So those conversations just go on, you know, death ears, um, Okay, somebody else here wanting to go, aw, Anthony. <laughs> but it's but it's you know, but it's it's okay. You know, it's it's all right with me. Um, I know who they are as a friend. If I wanna go fishing, right, maybe they're my fishing buddy. Okay. We're gonna talk okay. about fishing. <laughs> you know, that's it. Okay. But if they're I'm gonna guys. talk about yeah, but if I'm going to talk about something real, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's not going to happen. You know, I've I've held male friends mm-hmm. and tried to develop new friendships, and I've helped some male friends out of some deep stuff, mm-hmm. deep stuff, and they get through it and okay, and then I'll, I'll call them up and I'll say, hey, you know, can you come over, hang out, you know, we can go play some pool, but really there's some some things I want to talk to you about, you know? Right, right. That's true. And so you... They, you they don't show up. For other... For, oh, okay. You're, but yeah. It, it, sound, it sounds like on some levels you have it. So you've got somebody that you can go blow steam off if you want to go fishing with them or do some outings. But And I, I would wonder if that really kind of deep male bonding conversation... I don't even know if I was talking about that because I think that may be the most difficult one for a lot of men. I think... I think the way that they do do it mm-hmm. is they do go fishing. See, they do that's go what she needs pool. to hear from you. Right? Um, but I, I got Wanda on here, so let me see if Wanda's here. Wanda, is your husband around? Where will I'm right here. Mr. Will! Yes, darling. How you doing? Oh my God. I need to have a sip. This is Mr. Will's first time on our show. 
Yes, right. I'm gonna take a sip too after I get off the phone with you. Okay. Well, do tell. What do you think about this? I took a I took a pause from my list because I I I was thinking about the fact that I like to to be with someone who I know has male friends, and I am sure that it stems from. I had really strong male figures in my life growing up. I had my dad who raised me. I had my biological dad. I had my grandfather and my uncles who I, you know, grew up around them. And so I saw men, manly men, but my dad was the guy that men would say, he's a man's man. Your dad is the guy that other dudes want to hang out with and be like. And so mm-hmm. I saw that. So for you, what is that like? Because And see, I know some, I bet I could guess this answer, but I'm not. What's it like? Yeah. You have buddies that you can talk to and call? And I got a few, a handful. Nice. But one is George Welcome. Go ahead. I knew him since he was in high school. Wow. We're still friends today, and we still stay in touch. And he can, I was telling Wanda, I said, if you got a problem with me, whatever, you can call George. He'll talk to you. See, that's what he I'm He will definitely about. talk to you. If I'm doing something wrong, mm-hmm. hey, he'll get with me real quick. See, I, I, re- I just think that that is a huge component of relationship when you have that person that you can do that. Wanda, have you had to call George? No, his best friend is who? Who's your best friend? My best friend, Joanne. Joanne, that's a female. Ah, Okay, okay, we'll take that. And she'll do the same thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when your wife says that that's your best friend, then Mm -hmm. that's your best friend. There you go. There you go. When you say there's a woman who's your best friend, and your wife is like this. Yep. She knows. Yeah, she no. knows. Then she ain't your best friend. She's nah, she waiting friend. for your wife to get hit by a low flying. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to meet Wanda when, before we got married. Okay. That's how good of friends we are. Well, like I and said, the, still the, the litmus test is when your wife agrees to it. So there you go. For that, because um, I think for a lot of people listening, men and women, Hopefully, just hearing that from you is going to cause mm-hmm. them to go, who is that person for me? And sometimes mm-hmm. the person used to be there and life happened and we just got separated from them. And it's about picking mm-hmm. the phone up and saying, hey, I was thinking about you. Hello. I miss our, I, right. I miss our conversations because, look, ain't nobody getting younger this week. That's mm-hmm. right. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. So no problem. Number six, he gonna get his drink now. Number six, <laughs> yes. model the behavior that you want to see. Model the behavior you want to see. I put down in my little ticker tape. Have you ever been in a relationship with an unsupportive partner, or have you ever been that partner? Sometimes we know people, I'm not saying anybody on this call, but sometimes we can think of people in our lives who had an expectation for something that they weren't willing to deliver or they weren't capable of delivering, right? And so how validating and empathetic are you to your partner, especially when you have a difference of opinions? Are you still able to support them? Um, I think it was Mahatma Gandhi who said, well, actually, we're going to know it. You're going to recognize this. Be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in your relationship before we even get out to the world. Be that in your relationship because you're going to live your life with a lot more integrity if you're doing the things that you ask or expect others to do. 
So if you're modeling that behavior, you're more likely to find Monica. I'm just going to put this out there because that's probably why you're able to find those people. They're attracted to that in you because you're modeling the behavior. So when somebody who's not living like that sees you, they're probably like, I don't need to be messing with her because I'm not going to be able to demonstrate what I'm seeing here. She's about she's serious about this. 500 percent. Right. and and, And it falls under that. We teach people how to treat us. To, to some degree. And that that's not all cases. I'm not saying for you to take, for somebody to take the blame for them getting a knucklehead because knuckleheads are good at being knuckleheads. They're good at... So Lisa, I gotta, I gotta tell you something funny. I'm gonna say this real quick and share it with the audience too. So I was at the post office, right? And this guy, he walked up to me. He said, you know what? He said, you so attractive. He said, but you look like that you don't take... He said, you look like you don't stand for no foolishness or bullshit. He said, a lady, I'm full of bullshit. Shit. I said, keep it pimping, keep it pimping. Right. That just broke girl, everybody, girl, everybody in the post office pimped out because they heard him. Yeah. He said, You look like you ain't about no foolishness and no bullshit. He said, and lady, I'm so full of bullshit. I said, keep it pimping. I said, God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Cause I so ain't about no foolishness. Yeah. Thank you. Girl. That is exactly what I'm saying. I think for a lot of people, they can see it. And so they're not bringing that to the table because they know ain't nobody trying to serve that. 500%. Yep. Don't ask for anything that you're not willing to give. That would just make it easy. So seven is simply ask for the support that you want. And I started off talking about this. Sometimes it is simple as ask for what it is that you want to be shown. And be really clear and keep it simple and be gracious about it and let them know, you know, this is really important to me. This is really important to me. Do it really calm. Don't make it demanding. Make it when things are calm and relaxed, not when you're all heated up and they can't hear you. You can put it out there. You know what? I'm hurting right now and I'd really love for you to just hold me. I'd really love for you to just hold me. And this is the thing. Either you're going to get it or that is when you're going to find out you were a knucklehead. You would, I got all kind of bullshiggity with me because if they can't honor a simple request like that, when you give it to them with that kind of sweetness, <laughs> that's letting you know. Then, girl, let me tell you what I one. They might not be the you, one. You are so right. Because, I mean, Lisa, you know what, what we do. Girl, I be, oh, I have so much going on. And a lot of times, that's all I need. Yes. Yep. That's all I need. I don't, I don't need your money. I don't need a cocktail. I don't need that. Sometimes I just need for somebody to just hold me yep. and say, I got you. Tell me, I got this you. This day is over. Come and give, let me give you a hug. Or, you know what? It, it, when I come in, I would. I just wish you would smile at me and tell me how good it is that you know how good it is to see me come in the door. Now that's simple. How, how you just smile at me because you know sometimes people are so busy they come in it's like yeah hi hey how you doing and you see the back of their head. <laughs> no 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 Lisa no 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 this this where and I know the men not gonna like this probably Will and 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 Anthony but this is where the training comes in darling because I Monica does not have that oh no that is not how we interact when you walk in the house oh no 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 I would bet you. When somebody comes in your place, you are like sunshine. I am. <laughs> right. So, so this is my point. You are like, so it isn't even training. It is, it is a model behavior that they have seen so consistently. It's sort of like, I wish you would. 
See, I, I wish. I mean, no, because he knows when he comes in the house. First thing that we always do is we we hug each other and we kiss each other. I don't have to ask for it. I don't have to give him that look because that's what we do. And when we're out, as soon as we get out the car, he'll come and open the door, and the first thing he does is grab my hand. You better come on here. That's it. And those are those little. Got him trains. He yeah, trains. Oh, we're going to use another word, not train. We're going to find another. Sorry, boo boo. He trained. That's all right. Find another my word. My grandmother used to train. My now, grandmother used now to y'all train. know I got the chime. Listen, he comes. He comes. He was raised right. Hold on, Anthony. On my show, I don't do training too much because, one, I work with a guy that's been doing workshops and facilities. He says, no, we train dogs. And I have to laugh because my grandmother used to train poodles. She used to groom poodles. And I had an uncle that trained German Shepherds for show. So whenever I hear the word training, I think of pets. So Girl, come on with another word. Whatever you have, I will gonna, use you're it. Gonna, Wait a minute model now. The behavior, you're going to inspire. That's what you do, Monica. How about inspire? I like inspire. I'm like, look, 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 look. Anthony, be quiet. Anthony, get ready to chastise me. No, no, no. See, y'all always think I'm going to come at you, but I'm not that type of man. Go okay? Ahead. What I'm going to say is I was raised that way. That's what I'm saying. By I love my it. father. There you go. Raised right. By my father. Anthony, One time. Where are you now, where, where are you born? New York. New York. Where's your people? New York. New York. Okay, good. Tell your father if he's still alive. We said thank you. No, he's long gone. He's he's old. He was old school even when I was a kid. But let me tell you, when I started dating, we I came over my house with my girlfriend and got out the car, and I got in trouble. You didn't open the door. I did not open the door for my girlfriend. He, what is I? I got hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he trained me how to treat women, how to be respectful of women. Yes. So I didn't have to be trained. <laughs> you was by my by my wife. I was raised that way by my father. And it's a two-sided so, coin because we all. What's your What's your address, Anthony? So I can send you your damn award. He won an award. What's your address? So well, I can send the damn award. Now you know. It's you know I don't coin, need though, folks because y'all know we know women who don't know either. Well, that that you, the is guy, that is the cool. Man, the man goes to open the door, and she's. I don't need you to open the door. So. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Already, he she already in the damn restaurant and he's still getting out the car. She had already ordered her hors d'oeuvres and he's still in the car. How about that? He's trying to get the valet the key. Girl, in Jesus' name. I'm going to get through this last minute. Y'all are cracking me up. Wait a minute. Hold up, Lisa. Who is that? It's Wanda. Wanda, go ahead. Okay, now I listen to everybody and I understand that. But what happens, and I know I've said this before, but what happens if you are the wife of the one who has to hold the door for 50 people after he lets you through? Oh, Lord Jesus. 
<laughs> okay, okay, Wanda. Now, wait a minute, now, precious. I love you. You be on the show every time, Lisa. Be on the show. I want us to be BFFs. But hold on now. <laughs> I like him. That's my old friend now. Oh, stop! Shut up! And he slammed the door in your face. Let him hold that door open, Wanda. Be quiet and sit down, girl. Love you. Well, well, I said, Monica, my new best friend. <laughs> Monica, we we're gonna have to give you a, a couple of will 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 arama stories, some willisms, some will willitudes, because yes, will I, you know what? Will is yes. will is so good that will have <laughs> you missing transportation. Yes. What have you lost in the woods? Oh God! He talking to the forest ranger, helping her take a <laughs> while his stuck on a mountainside. <laughs> so, so, so we're gonna have to have another powwow with Monica. Uh, uh, why oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Of this man's. But see, I'm loving. I'm Lisa. Seriously, no. I'm loving Will because I've actually seen men slam the damn door because they trying to make sure that they don't upset the wife and you don't hold this damn door open for me you see me behind you Wait, you come in with bags and he didn't hold the door open and he didn't close the door because he don't want his old raggedy ass ugly wife to get upset because I'm cute well, get out of here hold that door open for me I'm going to put a cup up here for Monica y'all know <laughs> I have to start paying a quarter Money off of money. <laughs> so, gonna, what you're going to do is ask for that support because your partner may not even realize that they aren't being supportive or that you aren't seeing them as supportive because maybe their mama didn't raise them the way Anthony got raised, their his parents. So, he doesn't know. And so, you have to inspire and encourage them and model that behavior. Lisa, I'm so proud of you. You, you have helped me. I have inspired my man. Yeah. To hug me and kiss me when he walks in the door. So I will never, ever, ever use that word again. You have inspired me. You know what? See, because you, it's that sunshine you be bringing. It's like warmth. It just makes you want to do right. So, and it's okay to ask in a neutral way. Ask for what you want, but be cool about it. Don't, don't make it antagonistic. Don't make it a fight. Don't make it, they got to be wrong. How come you can't never do blah, blah, blah? Because that's really not inspiring at all. Um, you have been hurting for a long time, possibly. Maybe you've been in this relationship and you haven't been supported and if you're going to benefit from listening to the folks here on this show or you know somebody else who might benefit from it because they're going through something and they need a little support, I want you to share this episode with them. Let them know they can join us here on Thursday afternoon. But I hope everybody on here start paying attention to who are the supportive people in your life. And if it's not your partner, maybe these are some of the things that you can start practicing with them to see if you can do like Monica and inspire that that gentleman all you all you all you beautiful listeners out there that come to support lisa please return so you can learn to do some things and get you some education please turn return okay <laughs> and on tuesday get on there at five o'clock so you can find monica on Tell them the name of the show. Girl, strong boss bitches. Come on with it. That's what it is. See, she owe me another quarter already. That's Anthony, it. Anthony, give me one of your, give me, give me. Um, your See, Lisa, that's the other right, thing. Right. He got, he got, got 25 shows. He got, he got 25 shows. 
but I'm gonna do the one with Jill. What's I'm right, I'm right. What day are you on? Where'd he go? What day is Anthony on? There he goes. Hurry up, Anthony. Get a plug for my battery dies. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right. It's on Wednesday nights at we go. 8 p.m. So you have my Eastern Tuesday Eastern. at 5. Anthony at 8 Eastern on Wednesday, and I'm here at 5.15 on Thursday. And I am just excited to be back from my wonderful vacation and my traveling. I'll maybe get some time to tell you where we went and how it was. But stay tuned next week. And then in two weeks, actually, I'm going to be starting a series on narcissism. So you definitely want to bring a friend to that one. Everybody, it's Dr. Lisa. I love you to pieces. Thank you for listening to Divorce Is Not A Destination. Please recommend the show to friends and family. You can join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at firesidechat.com forward slash Lisa Summer Hour. Connect with me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Divorce Is Not A Destination. And catch replays here on Fireside, my YouTube channel, or your favorite streaming service. Until next time, remember, I'm here to help you get unstuck, gain confidence, and thrive beyond your breakup or divorce. Because divorce is not a destination.